0: Welcome to Movies 365. Here's your host, Nico Cuevas. Nico Cuevas here for FoxRadioNetwork.com. Welcome to the podcast where I am dedicated to watching a new movie, well, a new movie to myself for every day of the year in 2016. That means each movie I watch has to be a film that I have never seen before. And in this podcast, I will uh, keep you up to date with what I'm watching and what I think of those films. So far, we've made it into movie eight right now. So the first film that we watched this year, The Kings of Summer, followed by The Shining, followed by Pulp Fiction, followed by House, and then The Guest and The Warriors. Now, for movie number seven, we have The Revenant, which is, of course, the new film that Leonardo DiCaprio stars in. Uh, directed by Alejandro Gonzalez in uh who directed Birdman, the the best film of 2014. Uh really great film. I loved Birdman. So let's talk though about the Revenant. Uh, could he could 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 Alejandro Gonzalez in find a way to live up to that film? In a way he does and in a way he doesn't. I I enjoyed the Revenant a lot. I think it is More a um, film that is for people who appreciate the craft of filmmaking. uh, Maybe more than it is for uh, your average moviegoer. Um, But it is a really great film. Some of the shots are are beautiful. The cool thing about The Revenant, which if you haven't heard, um, they shot all of, or at least most of, the footage um, with only using natural lighting. What that means is the only light that they used for this film was, of uh, the sun and fire and things of that nature. So they weren't using, you know, electronic lights or, or things that, uh, lights that you plug up, which if you don't know, that is probably the most painstakingly, uh, done thing when it comes to shooting film is making sure the lighting's great because the way that your film looks completely, um, relies on the lighting and the fact that the movie looks as good as it does uh, is incredible. I think Bob Ross would have loved uh, this film. I think it he would have been like, man, that is a really pretty setting and, and pretty landscape. Of course, the story of The Revenant is based on the real life story of Hugh Glass, but it is fictionalized a bit. Um, the, the The cast does a great job. And of course, the big question here is whether or not Leonardo DiCaprio can win a Academy Award with this film, and I believe he deserves it. I'm not sure if he will. Um, just for the stuff that he went through in this movie, the stuff that he had to eat, the stuff that he had to put himself through, um, this seems like the least fun movie to be in. Um, but the rest of the cast does a really great job. Leonardo DiCaprio is amazing. Tom Hardy is amazing. Donald Gleason's is amazing. Um, and you can't ignore... What's his name? Will Poulter. He was in, I think, Maze Runner. Uh does an amazing job, and everyone does great. The setting is is great. It is probably the most one of the most visceral movies I have seen in a while. I remember watching The Gray and thinking that. Um, and this does a lot of the things that The Gray does, and probably even better. Um there's one moment in this film where uh it's at the very beginning, there's an action sequence that uh, reminds me a lot of Saving Private Ryan and that opening Normandy sequence in Saving Private Ryan. It just it it kind of sets the tone of how gritty uh, and how rough and how uh, unforgiving this film is about to be. Um, really great shots in there. There, of course, with Birdman having been uh, his previous film there are a lot of very long shots and long takes in this film. And uh, especially at the very beginning uh, in that action sequence and whoever, what's the name of the cinematographer? I don't have it available uh, right away. And I probably couldn't even pronounce it if I I knew it. Um, But he's, he's a painter with the, with the camera. It's almost like the camera moves around. Like it's a, it's a ballet, um, like it's dancing, it dances around. the the The, the camera moves so gracefully, um, and then at the same time, so uh, harshly at times. Um, the movie can be can feel a little pretentious sometimes, but um, I do think it is a perfect balance between art and entertainment, and I think. Uh, the Revenant's a really great film, and I think it's worth a watch. You can check out my review of it um, over on foxradionetwork.com slash watch and over on our Facebook page. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, The Revenant was a, a good time. It was rough and hard to watch. Um, if you don't like... Oh, man. Uh, you know, remember the the Passion of the Christ, the 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 flogging scene there. I think the grizzly scene in here... Um, is very similar to that. The, the scene where Leonardo DiCaprio actually gets mauled by a bear, not actually gets mauled by a bear, but where he gets mauled by a bear, um, is very rough, uh, and very tense. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's done so well. Um, the things that he's able to do with just his eyes and his, um, his, his face and his, uh, his body language, you know, this is probably the least, Leonardo DiCaprio has ever spoken in a film where he starred in, um, but at the same time, it's probably one of his most powerful performances. It's really good. Um, I like it a lot. Now for the eighth film, and I I swear swear to God, I did not plan this. This was not like a thing where I even even when I got to movie seven, I wasn't like, yeah, I'll I'll wait to watch this movie before I watch The Revenant. But the eighth movie for my Movies 365 Challenge is The Hateful Eight, and that is also Quentin Tarantino's eighth film. I have no idea how I managed to work that out. It blows my mind that 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 happened. Um, But I just actually got out of the theater a couple of hours ago uh, from The Hateful Eight. It is a long, long movie. That movie, I think it's about three hours, if not uh, three hours and change. Like, it is... Uh, it is a, a lot. But here's the thing. Honestly, I think The Hateful Eight went by faster to me than The Revenant did. Uh, that's because the dialogue in this film um, might be some of Quentin Tarantino's best writing yet. Um, you know, I, I watched Pulp Fiction not too long ago. I think that was movie number four. No, it was movie number three for me, for Movies 365. And the discussions in that... Um, are important for the relationships of um, the characters in Pulp Fiction, but there are some conversations that don't ultimately matter um, and don't have a lot of weight to them. The Hateful Eight, every discussion seems to be setting something up. It seems to be... Um, giving you context of who these people are because the big thing is you don't know who they are. And the whole film is figuring out who's who essentially it's not, it's, it is a mystery film, but it's less of a whodunit as more of a who who, who's who like, um, I think Samuel L. Jackson, uh, is obviously the star of the film, but everyone is really, really good. Kurt Russell is great. Jennifer Jason Lee could possibly, Get some uh, Academy Award nods for her role in here. Um, she's very annoying as a person, but she does very good in the role. So who knows? Um, you know, Tim Roth is uh, really great in this film. Michael Madsen's great. Uh, shout out to Bruce Dern in this film. I, I, They've done a great job of making a who should probably be um, one of the most detestable, detestable characters in the film, uh, also one of the most uh, sympathetic characters in the film. And and man, I really feel for him in this movie. Um, the Hateful Eight is really dark. Uh, so the I think it might have the darkest monologue of a Tarantino film that I've seen. Um, Samuel L. Jackson has this monologue in the middle of the film that is so dark and heartbreaking. But at the same time, there are kind of laughs in it because of how he's how he's performing it. And I mean, Samuel L. Jackson—he goes, he is in full force for this film. Um, but it's really great. Here's the thing, though: if it's a lot, there's a lot of dialogue. A lot of dialogue. Um, probably, uh, I would say if it's the movie's three hours, I'd say the movie is about um, you know, it takes about two hours before any action happens. Uh, a lot, I mean, the whole film is just building these relationships, what's going to happen between these characters, because there's a lot of tension throughout the whole movie. Uh, a lot of that has to do with race, um, especially um, because of Samuel L. Jackson being the only black character um, out of the eight people there who are trapped together uh, in that cabin. And I'll tell you what, he's so good. Um and the thing is, so I just recently watched Pulp Fiction, um, and I it might be blasphemy to say that I like The Hateful Eight more than Pulp Fiction, um, but it I I really did enjoy The Hateful Eight. I think more. I had a better time watching that. Um, it was a lot more intriguing to me than uh, than Pulp Fiction. It, it's it's weird to say that, but I I really do like it, and I think if you're a Tarantino fan, you're going to enjoy yourself. But it is very much a Tarantino film. Um, so I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite films of all time, but man, The Hateful Eight's really good. Um, Inglorious Bastards is my go to favorite. That's what I say. I still need to watch the Kill Bill films, of course. Um, but Inglorious is my favorite. And then I would put The Hateful Eight after that. I wish I would have been able to see this film in the 70 millimeter release um, because it is very pretty, the movie. Um, and I-, I could just imagine seeing it on that wide format. Um, and it is cool because the film, the, there is a grain to this, um, film that most movies don't have right now because most films are, are filmed digitally at this point. And so, uh, being able to see that is great. I really enjoyed the hateful eight, um, two really, uh, great movies right in a row for me. Um, I love them both. And I'm glad that these were both movies I got to see in theaters because, uh, I haven't been able to spend too much time in the theater for Q, for my Movies 365 challenge, but I'm going to try to do that more. And I'll probably see some movies that aren't so good. I, I kind of want to see The Forest, and I don't think that movie is going to be that great, but uh, I kind of want to watch it just because, just to shake things up, to shake up my experiences with these movies. Um, because I'll tell you what, after three hours of The Hateful Eight and a long two and a half hours for The Revenant, I do need to see something a little bit more lighthearted um, or not lighthearted. It might be a little bit darker, but something that um, I don't have to take as seriously, but yeah, those are the two movies. So the next movie will be number nine and we'll hit. And probably by the time we do the next podcast, we'll hit the milestone of 10 films. I'm excited. We we've moved pretty, pretty well through so far. I've, I haven't missed the day yet. I've always worked ahead. Um, I've caught up today. Um, so it's it's uh, it's been pretty good. So, uh, yeah, that's Movies 365 for this episode. I will see you guys next time. Check out com for more content. Check out my Worth a Watch reviews for these films on FoxRadioNetwork.com slash watch. You can also find it on Facebook. Let me know what movies I need to watch You can hit me up on Twitter at Nico Says Things and check out my other podcast, uh, which is called Nico Says Things, Fox Radio Radio Network.com slash Nico Says Things. I talk about the wild card weekend for the NFL playoffs on there. Of course, you can always subscribe and download these podcasts from iTunes as well. So make sure to search up Fox Radio Network on iTunes, check out Movies 365 and Nico Says Things. All right, I'm going to go home. I've been doing so much work and creating so much content today. Um gosh, I need some sleep but I'll probably watch another movie. You guys take it easy. Thanks for listening.